Welcome back, Heartbreakers. I'm Amanda here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison. I'm Kelsey. I'm Jolene. On today's episode, we are doing a book review of When in Rome by Sarah Adams. But before we dive into talking about this book, I would like to know what everyone has been reading since our last episode. Uh, Jules, what about you? I'm pulling up my Goodreads because I can't think of the names. (laughs) You would think I would know. I don't. Um, I started a Megan Quinn series. I think the last time we spoke, I think I already said that I finished Love on the Brain, but I finished Love on the Brain. I read three Jennifer Hartman movies, like, oh my gosh, I almost said maybe three Jennifer Hartman books. I read June 1st, The Wrong Heart and Lotus, and every single one made me cry and then laugh and then cry again and then more crying. It was just so good and sad. And so, and I'm a sucker for like a good series. So now I'm reading Megan Quinn's Getting Lucky series and I'm on the fourth one. So it was a good week. Madison, what are you reading right now? I think I talked about this on the last episode, but I started the graphic audios. Did I talk about that? Yeah, I did. Okay. So I listened, I got the second half of Akamath and I listened to it and then I loved it. So I got the first part of Akawar and listened to it and loved it and then realized I wanted to keep going. So I went back and I got the first half of Akamath and listened to it. And then I started um, the second half of Akamath again. And then I've also been reading Silver Flames in my spare time, whenever I can like sit down and read an actual book. Um, And I'm almost done with that. And then um, after I started listening today to Kingdom of the Wicked again, I mean, I read it like physical copy um, a few months ago, but I'm listening to it. Um, and I'll probably read it as I'm on my trip this week, but I wanted to reread the first two before I do kingdom of the beard beard. Yeah. I almost said curse. And I was like, that's not it. Um, so yes, I wanted to reread those before I read kingdom of the feared, because I don't remember anything other than wrath. I mean, that's really all you need to remember. Yeah, that's really all you need to worry about is wrath because wrath is perfection. So yeah, but also there's like envy and I remember I liked Ooh, him. I'm actually really excited. I don't know if it's, I think it's Envy that had like a huge part in Kingdom of the Curse, which is the second book. Yeah. And um, I- yeah, I read the first two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with him. And so I'm super excited to see him in the third book, but- Yeah. I just need to refresh because yeah. I've read I'm, way too many fantasy in between there to remember everything that went on. Kelsey, what are you reading? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Um, so I would love to say that I'm still reading A Court of Mist and Fury, but I am not. Sorry. I'm so sorry to disappoint you all like that. But um, I did finish one in Rome. <laughs> and I listened, to, <laughs> I listened to It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. And I'm also listening to, I keep wanting to say The Secret Life of Addie LaRue. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yeah, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And have you guys ever read that? Yes, which is why I know the name of it. <laughs> it is so good. I I'm so book. invested in the story. And normally I don't go for books like that. Like I just want a beach read, but this book is so good. How far into it are you? Um, so I was in Target yesterday and I picked it up off the shelf and I knew that I was like three or four hours in and I was flipping through to see if I could find where I was in the book and it was only like maybe an eighth of the way through. So that's very upsetting. <laughs> that feels on brand for you though. <laughs> um, when you're done with that though, can you please log into my Audible and listen to Akamath Graphic Audio, please, please. You need to finish this book and that's the only way you're going to do it. But what if I listen to it and I'm like, I can never listen to another book now that I've listened to graphic audio. Jules is still listening to audio. I think you'll be fine because Madison didn't like audio books to begin with, whereas you love audio books. And I still have some issues with the graphic audio. I promise I will try it. Kelsey. I will. Amanda, what are you reading? Um, well, let's see. So last book I had read as of last week was Accidentally Amy. Um, and then of course we had Lynn on. And so I, um, I'm not even going to mention that one. 
Um, let me pull up my Goodreads. I kind of, I want to know what it is. You can cut it out, but I want to know. Is it bad? It's literally when in Rome. I haven't finished it. Oh, oh. oh okay. <laughs> so I don't even want to mention it. Um, so I went down a tiny, teeny, tiny rabbit hole because I've only read two books, but there's only three in the series um, of The Vicious Lost Boys by Nikki St. Crow. If you saw my Instagram post the other day, my review for the first one, they're like a dark Peter Pan retelling, which is totally not anything that I normally would read. But I saw them on like a Facebook post in one of my Facebook group book groups, whatever. And I was intrigued. And so I started reading the first one and now I'm like halfway through the third one already. So I have read that does sound kind of interesting. The Never King is the first one. And then the dark one is the second one. And now I'm reading their vicious darling, which is the third one. So how is it? I love them. They're amazing. I mean, they're not like my favorite and they're not anything that I typically would read, but the writing is fantastic. The characters are awesome. Um, They're like, I wouldn't consider them dark. I mean, they're more like vicious than dark, if that makes sense. Are they like spicy? Yeah, very. And they're really good. So oh, I'm a big <laughs> Red Daughter of No Worlds. I have not. Well, I saw a TikTok yesterday that was like, my biggest pet peeve is when people compare um, fantasy books to SJM books. She was like, but... I have found the one series that I think is as good as hers. And it's that one? Yeah. And so yeah. I got it. It's on KU. There's, Ooh, it's okay. a finished series. And then she has another series that I think is like a spinoff. Will you send me a screenshot of it so I remember? Yes. And she said that the the spinoff or her other series was one of her favorite books of all time, like top three, but that one's not finished. So she okay. said to start with the other one first. Gotcha. Um, but that was a series that she said was as good. Um, Something I started I'm that. To check out. I started and read the prequel this morning, and then I was like, "Oh shoot! I don't want to read another fantasy series until I read Kingdom of the Feared." So I paused it, and I'm going to go back after. But it was pretty good. Like the, I say prequel, prologue. I started the prologue this morning, and the prologue so far was really good. Right. Yeah. So I got sucked into these because the author of that post she had posted like the the covers of the three of them like from amazon or whatever and she was like um there's like a you know some spoilers or whatever like a little taste of what you'd be reading in the comments and so naturally i went and looked because i had to Mm -hmm. and i was like it was a spicy scene but i was like dang this sounds good so because normally i get turned off by dark romance dark fantasy just because it's not really my thing you know like Mm -hmm. just because they get a little too screwed up and it's just gross and not I'm not knocking anybody that reads those things I apologize if you think that I I like more power to you because obviously I'm 30 years old and I read young adult like you know a crazy person so it's fine but they're just not anything that I normally would have picked out and so when I started reading them and I was like holy crap this is actually super good and also super interesting I was like shocked and so Meredith if you're listening I also told Meredith about them because I was like they're like I don't know if it's just me and like maybe I read dark romance now like maybe I'm into it or if they're just not that dark and Meredith started reading them and she's like my go-to if I am interested in anything dark romance and so she was like they're dark but they're like I've read stuff that's way more messed up than this so I love them they're really good um, a dark fantasy that I'm very excited for is Jada's. For anyone listening, we have plans to have Jada on the pod next year. So yes, um, her her author name is J.D. Ronan, um, and she is uh one half of the Booked and Boozy podcast. You guys should listen to it. I found them when I read House of Sky and Breath, so back in March, and I had no fantasy book stuff friends it was just me and house of sky and breath out in the world with no one to discuss it with I I was cannot imagine cannot imagine going through that alone I was literally like I was just looking at podcasts to like I was just I typed house of sky and breath into apple podcasts to try to figure out like I was like somebody has to be talking about this book 
literally everyone was, but that was the first one I listened to. And then I was obsessed with them and I've listened to like every episode they've done. And then I read a bunch of books that they reviewed just so I could listen to more episodes and they have very, very good taste in books. So if you guys are looking for book recommendations, they're great. And, and they they're took, hilarious. Yes, they're absolutely. The premise of their podcast is that they get drunk and then review books. And it gets more and more chaotic as the episode goes on, as they get more and more drunk. So uh, is this book, is it a romanticy? Yes, or? yes. It is okay. a fantasy romance. It's just um, dark. Okay. I... I have a confession. I yeah. don't know how you write like a fantasy book or any book in general and you don't put romance, like even a little bit in it. I don't either. So what? the thing oh. with that is, and this is just my own personal, how I would classify the genre is that it's a fantasy novel where romance is the main plot point. Okay. That's how I view romanticy. There are mm-hmm. fantasies out there where romance is a subplot. Yes. Or sometimes there's no romance at all, or it's very light, but romanticy focuses completely. The romance, getting these two characters together is, is the story. That's how yeah, I, I think Akatar is romanticy, but Throne of Glass is not. Correct. Um, and I think Crescent City is kind of a mix. Yeah. It like toes the line. <laughs> you saw my face just now. Yeah. I was like, eh. the first book is, but then I feel like the series overall is not going to be right. And there are books in, God, I'm sorry if, if you can hear Griffin's squeaky toy. I'm sorry. I can't get it away from him. There are books in Throne of Glass that focus yes. more heavily on the romance than others do. Mm-hmm. But overall, as a series, it's strictly fantasy. So, yeah. And I think I'm going to like where Crescent City is going, where it's more of like a mix of the two. I mean, it's very heavy on the romance. It's heavier on the romance than Throne of Glass was, but it has more world building, I think, than Akatar does. I think when that series is finished, it will probably end up being her best one. I don't right. know. I love Throne of Glass so much. Ugh. I love them both so much, but I feel like she's like hit her sweet spot with romance and world building here. Yeah, I agree. In that series, which Even- I mean, usually an author just keeps getting better and better. So it's right. no- Okay, one thing that I will say, I do love Audrey Hepburn. So I love the idea of this book like being tied to Audrey movies. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's adorable. Movie. Yeah, I love that idea. I think that's adorable. Um, I really did like love the meet cute, like her breaking down and thinking that she was just on in the middle of nowhere on some country road. And then all of a sudden Noah pops up and is like, hey, you're in my front lawn. I feel like that was definitely a very original meet cute. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. It was very original. I, loved and I liked him from the start. I don't know about y'all, but yeah, I think super cute. I, I actually liked him. I don't, I mean, I liked him, but I also was kind of annoyed with him being like immediately recognizing Amelia and being like, oh, she's like a, uh, you know, this like super. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't like the word prissy, but it's the only thing I can think of right now. Um. She's like this, you know, fancy pants, singer, songwriter, super famous. And she- Like entitled? Yeah, thank you. God, I could not think of a word. Um, Very entitled. Prissy fancy pants. Prissy fancy pants. Yeah, like thank it. you. And that she was just like, you know, coming, you know, blowing through town and coming to screw up his whole life again like his, his ex did. I didn't love that from him, but. Um, what did you guys think of the setting? Oh, sorry, Madison. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I was going to say this is like separate from, well, I mean, it is part of the actual book, but um, th- she said that this is her first series that like she is planning it out as a full series, which I guess I didn't realize that with her duologies. Um, I mean, I think I thought that they were always planned to be duologies, but she said that this is the first series that she's like setting up for future books. Um in this book and I really loved um Noah and Amelia but I'm very excited for the sisters books and to see what um like is that the flower shop one yeah remind me which one is the one that owns the flower shop which Annie Annie that's right can I tell you my hunch which actually you guys if I don't want to ruin it for you so never mind 
I already read the end, so go for I it. I don't care. I'll cut that. Stuff okay, so my hunch is that Annie and James are going to get okay, together. Okay, that's what I thought you were going to say. And yeah. I would, from the very little that she's I already posted who it is. The book, I would agree. So. Oh, really? Oh, I think so. She said it was that's Annie and James' story. Oopsie. I don't know. Hold on. I really love, did. and before we got on and started recording, we, um, it gave, this isn't a bad thing, obviously, because we loved In the Weeds, but it gave In the Weeds vibes where like Amelia is the Evie like blowing through no. town and um Noah is the small town grumpy like Beckett type of guy but also like I love the pie shop too and it gave me mixed signals vibes but like Layla instead of Noah being the Layla being the Noah in mixed signals does that make sense yes so, I love, um, I love Annie like, and family. Will Annie and Will, really? Yes. So maybe Emily and James. Oh yeah, because he's he's the bad boy and she's the really good girl. Oh, I love that. I'm. And then Madison is the one who wants to get out of town, right? Does she? Do you? Somebody needs to end up with James because I really like. Well, one of them. One of them was like hinting, or that she didn't want to leave town, but they were like, "Why don't you leave town?" Right? I can't remember. It's been a while since I read it. Um, yes, but I can't remember who's who now. I know who Annie is and I, Annie is the flower shop owner. Emily is the school teacher who's afraid that he's going to leave again. Oh yes. So maybe that's a sister that I'm thinking of. I forgot that there were three sisters. I was thinking there was just two, but then there's also Emily and Madison, right? Those are the three sisters. Okay. So, but anyway, she was saying that she's foreshadowing and setting up all of their books and their stories now and she said she's been having a lot of fun like doing that which I but will there's say so many little easter eggs and when I was gonna you know, I have a question do okay. you guys think that that took away from Noah and Amelia's story a bit her trying to plant all those easter eggs for future books because this I book didn't. is short it's only it's just over 300 pages so I don't think so um I feel like it was just more like getting to know the sisters. Yeah. Um, obviously they're a big part of Noah's life. So, yeah. Well, I was going to say like, so I somewhat, not really, there's not a whole lot of stuff pointing to Camden's story and just go with it, except for Wes asking him to move out there like every other page. Um, But I planted a lot for book three in- and just between us and that was so much fun like getting that's what play. i'm doing right now and i'm loving it yeah, yeah. it's really there's fun a, it's there's so a really fun. there's a really fine line like you guys have read ftb and all of you have read on the line now too and i didn't do a lot of easter eggs for lexi and mitch in ftb mostly because i wanted to keep myself open and i didn't want to have to back myself into any corners in regards right. to their story but with my next book and the subsequent book, I'm trying to plant some more smaller stuff. Like, obviously we got to know Lexi and Mitch separately as people because they're big parts of both Brent and Berkeley's lives. But like, you don't get a lot of them together outside of the night that they meet from Berkeley's point of view. So, so these next books are going to be kind of like that same thing. I think there's a really fine line Mm -hmm. between too much and that's where I'm trying to tread. Yeah. That's what I'm having trouble with right now. Trying to find the balance is really difficult. Because you, you want to have these little Easter egg things because you want people to reread it and to be like, oh my gosh, look at all these little signs, how cool this is. But then you don't want people to be like, you don't want it to, you don't want, like you said, back yourself into a corner where you're like oh I yeah. have this route that I can go and so you also fun for me to plant little things you there. also I don't, don't know what's happen, like I said I'm, with with the sorry Jules like I said with this one too you don't want people to be so focused on like the easter eggs of future books that they totally just disregard the story that is actually happening on these pages so but then you also don't want to get to the second book and be like, where did this come from? Yeah, this is like it, it, is, it is a super fine line. It's a very hard line to tread. Well, also when I was writing, just go with it. I did not have a big plan for Cam's story. I just knew that I wanted to write Cam's story next. But for book three, I have their story pretty well mapped out in my mind. Um, and I have like room. I didn't do too much to where I couldn't change things if I wanted which was my plan 
with just go with it. I was like, I don't want to say too much about Cam and then not be able to change things. Um, but so I've been planting more because I have a better idea going forward. I feel like you have to be much better at outlining and planning to do that than um, you are. <laughs> Cause that's how I feel. Yeah. And so I've been trying to be better at that going forward because we know I rewrote the book three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> once I plant stuff for a future book in there, I can't, you know, go back and change it a ton. So I, um, in on the line, I dropped a lot more Easter eggs than I did in FTB. And I think when people read it, there's going to be several directions that people will think I'm going in for the next book. And I think that people are going to be surprised by where mm-hmm. I'm going with the next oh, book. I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so think- thankful that, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, who does a great, 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 great job at planting for future books. You know who I'm going to say. SJM? No. I was going to say Chloe. That's what I said. Yes. Her Chloe books, like, I, so I think it's because I've, I, like, I've heard people talk about, I've heard her, seen her post. I don't know where I saw it, but that she is really, really good. And she does very thorough, detailed outlines ahead of time. So she knows like when she starts where she wants all of these characters, six books down the road to end up, which is mind blowing to me. I couldn't never do that. It's why like. I think especially with uh, Freya and Aiden, that was his name, right? Yep. Um, Their story, like you get so much buildup to that, that when you get to their book, it's like, oh my gosh, because you, you look back at all the things that were happening in the other books that you didn't realize that was what was going on. I was going to say, I'm so thankful that we plotted out my book together. Because the second book in this series would have had, like, if we hadn't have plotted this out together, I would have zero Easter eggs to put into the first book. And then when we got to the second book, everybody would be like, what? <laughs> so um, thank you guys. I am excited for this book that you're writing right now, but I'm even more excited. Me too. For I'm the so next ready. Book. Oh, like, so this, good. The standalone series book number two. Now I that I'm like in the second round for that book, like I want it so badly to be here right I, now. I'm like, now that I'm in the second act and things are like flowing a little bit like easier, I'm like ready to get it over with so I can start on this next book. <laughs> That's how <laughs> I was when I was writing Just Go With It. I just wanted to hurry up and finish so I could write Kim and Ellie's story. And then when I got there, I immediately was like, man, I want this to be done so I can write book three. Um, <laughs> So I can also officially say that I'm working with Sam next month now, next month, because it's October now. And I'm so excited. Me too. Yes. Me too. When Yay. do you, what is your guys' start date? Mine is I November 18th. Um, actually, mine's the 11th. Mine is the 18th. And that is just between us release day. Oh, I love that. I did not think about that when she scheduled it. She was like, how's the 18th? And I was like, perfect. Thanks. Perfect. But yeah. So back to when in Rome what did you guys think of the setting I loved the setting I love me I did too some small town stuff um I think it's so funny that she has written mostly bigger city romances so far like Nashville Charlotte is smaller but um or wait Charleston. that was Charleston yeah Charleston and Los Angeles um because she seems like such like a southern small town vibe to me I mean she lives in Nashville so it's not really she's not a small town person but I feel like small town is like her aesthetic you know like I feel like she she really hit her stride with the setting in these not that the setting wasn't great in the other ones but I feel like this is like where she's like hitting her stride and this is her like vibe a book when I originally saw the title I was like oh my gosh yay because I love books that are set in like Rome and but then I realized I was actually in Kentucky and I got even more excited because yeah. <laughs> you can just drive like 10 minutes down the road and you're in Kentucky where we live okay so not 10 minutes but it's really really close 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to read about like something that's close to me. And I think she made the small town, like she set the scene for the small town so well. And I like pictured it perfectly in my mind, like this pie shop, this flower shop, this hardware store. I loved it. Yeah. Rome, Kentucky is two hours from my house, but I actually saw, she just posted the other day. She was doing like a Q and a thing in her stories. And she said that the actual Rome, Kentucky is like, it's a real place, but she based it on a town that she drives through on her way to the beach. So it's not, it's based on a real town, but she said it in a different town. So I wonder if that town is also named Rome or if, well, no, I'm assuming if it's on her way to the beach, it might be in Tennessee, but Tennessee is short. So if you drive an hour past like an hour South of Nashville, you're basically out of Tennessee. So I bet it's like a, an Alabama town. It might be a so Tennessee, but maybe it's like Jules's hometown, Rome, <laughs> Rome, Georgia. <gasps> How cute! Oh my what gosh, it's based off of maybe Jack. it is Rome, Georgia. Because I don't it's think it's based on another Rome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jules, I love you. That's what I was trying to say. I think she just Hi. based it on a small town, but she named, she said it in Rome, Kentucky. But I want to write a book based in Jacksonville because it's the sweetest little town. It's got a little square and there's a little university and we have- Is that what football game you were at today? Yes, it was. We got fancy box seats. We were fancy, fancy. I read the entire time. I did not, um, did not watch a thing and everybody would be like, whoa, and I'd look up and I'd go, yeah. And then I'd like go back to reading. I went to a party last night to watch the new Hocus Pocus and Josh told me I was not allowed to take a book. Hey, um, I watched the new Hocus Pocus last night too. I thought it was really cute. I I didn't know. I thought it was adorable. I had had no expectations expectations. for it. I was like, this movie is going to be horrible. Why are we even watching it? It's just going to ruin our childhood. Nope. I thought it was adorable. Yeah. And I would love to watch it. What? I, I'm still sassy with Bette Midler. Why? Because she, she She said said that West Virginians are illiterate. Illiterate, poor. I can't remember what all was, but it really hurt my feelings because West Virginia (laughs) is quite nice. (laughs) Well, anyway, the little girls that they strung out, that was the other one. They were perfect. Like they they were were so so cute. Good. I love them. They played them so well. I loved it. I thought the movie was super cute. I also really loved the brooms. Me too. And I really loved how Billy had a bigger role in the second in the second movie. I I love Billy. He's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So I love Billy too. I did not realize that that movie came out in ninety three because I like grew up watching it, but I didn't realize it came out before I was born. It came out a month and a half before my sister was born. So it's well, I, just, I really thought that it came out in like 98 or something or like 99. Cause I mean, I watched it like every year growing up. I just didn't realize that it had been out. Cause I mean, I was born in 96. So I didn't realize that it was, it came out <clears throat> before I was even born. Yep. But I had an older sister. So like that she was sense. watching it from that time on. And so I just watched it every year, but it was that Midler good. did apologize for calling us strung out. So I might watch it. <laughs> who's your favorite sister annie because she has a flower shop sure we'll go with annie i don't remember their personality (laughs) emily is a little bit more like just say madison um, on principle yeah i can't remember madison honestly but emily is a little (laughs) bit more like stern i think and then annie is very soft-spoken and sweet annie's the one that has the um she keeps a tally of every time somebody cusses so that they can put oh, a dollar yes, into the jar, jar and then give it to charity, which is so cute. <laughs> Do you watch New Girl? Like you, Kelsey. Huh? Yes. Do you watch New Girl, Kelsey? Of course. No. They do that in New Girl. Well, it's a douchebag jar. It's a douchebag jar, jar for Schmidt. And Schmidt has to put the most money in it out of anybody on the planet. That is yeah, so but funny. Know who Schmidt is. What is New Girl on? Keep is your non Tahitian vanilla away from my Tahitian vanilla. Netflix. Is it still on Netflix? It's going it on, is. isn't it? Yes. No, it's still on there. Okay. 
Man, I love that show so much. There's like I only know because shows I watch in my it life that I rewatch constantly. All the time, yeah. and that's one of them. That, Friends in the Office are the three that constantly, like one of them is playing all the um, time. For me, it's The Office, New Girl, and Parks and Rec. And also Gilmore Girls. I watch for me, it's Psych, New Girl, and there's like a few other ones that I have in rotation, but those are the two that I watch most often. New Girl and The Office are the the two most for me kelsey's like i don't rewatch <laughs> series stressed me out a little bit just, unless it's yellowstone then i'm there for it everyone's still- i i did uh, i was flipping through and since kelsey texted about this earlier about how sarah cracked the door a little bit in this mm-hmm. one um i do love that scene yes i um, think it's it's oh, like the it's a great balance for her like it's not as closed door as the only other book of hers that I've read is the cheat sheet and obviously that's like just there's nothing really there to go off of but I liked well and that was her most that was her most cracked door to date was that one so they get even more closed door this one she cracked it a little bit more and I just yeah I I think it's 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 perfect she should keep cracking it just a little bit more so in all of her books, she has like a cute pajama moment where they wear some kind of cute pajamas. And so when I, and she had told me when I started it, I messaged her and I was like, I'm starting this. I, whenever they went on NetGalley, I requested it and I got approved like right away. I don't know when that was. I think it was over the summer. Um, and I messaged her and said I was starting it. And she was like, this is like that. She said that that was her most like cracked door one um and so when I read the first scene with the pajamas I was like I was like they are obviously going to take these pajamas off of each other and that's where it's gonna end (laughs) I was like that's gonna be her fade to black moment and I messaged her and I said if they don't rip these pajamas off of each other I will riot and then she was like oh what part are you at and I was like they do then they do I figured it out. And then I got there and I felt so satisfied with myself because I called it from the beginning because I was like, she always does a pajama moment. And if this is her most cracked door, I was like, this is going to be it when I read those pajamas. So when she, when they're laying in bed and they're like coming to terms with what their relationship can't be and she's counting his buttons, I was like, that is just so like on track for that character. It was so cute. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite moment, um, was when he gets drunk with his sisters, I think it's with his sisters and he comes home and he cuts his hand. He knocks over the lamp and cuts his hand and she gets him a bandaid. Um, and he asks, um, if he can kiss her just one more time. Cause at that point they'd already kissed once and she really wants to, but he's drunk. So she just kisses his forehead. And, um, yeah, that that's sweet. when he says the your sweet is powdered sugar. I think that's when that was. Um, but what cracked me up was before that, when she ran to go get a Band-Aid, she found his cologne in the bathroom and she smelled it and thought it smelled so good. So she sprayed a little bit of it on the pajamas that she was wearing. And then the next morning he was like, why did you smell like my cologne when you helped me to my room? And I was like, that is just a really, really accurate moment because that's something I would do for sure. That was so cute. I'm looking up all my highlights right now because yeah, I figured too. out how to do that. I really loved. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. Like I actually read this book. <laughs> and uh, I was like trying. Quiet over here. <laughs> like I actually read it, but I didn't. But I did read the end. <laughs> But I've really just been love- so quiet over here. Just like <laughs> I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I only do. You have said I loved the meat cute. I did. That was the extent of <laughs> that's that's all I, needed. Needed. I did hey. love it. Oh no, like but I love when she she has this <laughs> this concert. This is at the end. This is like the last chapter or whatever. And she's in Nashville and she finishes her set and she's like, you know, she just finished her encore and people start throwing flowers on the stage and she gets a bouquet of sunflowers wrapped in brown paper with twine around them 
And I'm like, oh, I just know. I know he's going to be there when she goes back to her dressing room. And of course he was. And it's just, it's so sweet. And he got a cell phone. I know. I loved that too. Where he's like, like this line, he's like, um, let's see here. You got a cell phone and Wi-Fi is being installed in my house as we speak. If I have to be apart from you for months on end, I at least want to be able to see your pretty face smile on FaceTime or see your pretty smile on FaceTime. And then she's like, you're really getting internet installed at your house. Yep. And I'm going to need you to show me how to use this damn thing. Why are there so many little pictures on the screen? I (laughs) I love it. It's so funny. Um, I don't know if this was intentional, but they gave me such Luke and Lorelai energy, which I loved. And I think that Annie and Will, because I know he's supposed to be like a tattooed bad boy, which I know Jess like tattoos, but I feel like that's going to be the energy for the next one. I love, which I think I will love even more. I because or like Lori and Jess I mean Logan is also kind of a bad boy too let's be real so yeah but he's more of like a preppy bad boy but yeah as long as long as it's not um like a Rory and Dean kind of situation yeah no I don't think it will be no but I but don't know I, don't I think can, that was her intention but that I can the see that especially especially since Noah is a pie shop owner and like Luke is a diner owner and yeah. I mean not that Lorelai is just like famous singer no but she definitely has like like, similar personalities charismatic and she's outgoing and oh oh man I need to rewatch Gilmore Girls now because I love that show so much I'm watching it right now it's been way too long since I've watched you haven't watched Gilmore Girls haven't either no (gasps) I haven't like maybe the first four episodes maybe Madison who are these people that we are friends with I don't know so I started watching it I started watching it with Luke and then oh yes Luke, he told us this yes he loved it and he started watching it without me and I couldn't catch up so well, he get finished Luke it. in your seat right now and we'll chat Gilmore Girls with him I'm on my fall rewatch <laughs> and I started it like in July <laughs> I am re-watching Vampire Diaries right now Oh, that's How a good many one seasons too. of Gilmore Girls? I haven't rewatched. Well, God, I've been avoiding rewatching Vampire Diaries just because I think the finale is trash. I did not finish it. I was watching it when it was on, and it was one of those things that, like, I think I was in college and I couldn't keep up with the. The, the ending is seasons. garbage. It's the worst series finale. I got stepped. The How you I Met haven't Your watched Game of finale. Thrones, so no, that's not the worst. The How I Met Your Mother series finale is also garbage too. That one so. is terrible. I absolutely oh. terrible. It, I like. I love that show so much. It's hilarious. I I love everything about that show, except I cannot let myself rewatch it because I can't get to the end. I like. I can't put myself. Well, and it. I think the thing was they didn't want to end it that way anymore, but they had already filmed the ending with the kids when they were that age, right? So they couldn't change it, right? Um, I, oh, think I was going to say with Vampire something. Diaries, I watched it up until the originals came out. And then I think I watched the first few episodes of the originals and then I never watched anymore. That's like season three or four. I'm on six now. It's only eight. So I'm getting near. How the many end. are there in Gilmore Girls? Seven, eight, seven, eight, something like that. I'll look. Hey, that's manageable. Right I can do that. I'm at the beginning of six. I can do that too. Kelsey, Rory that's manageable. Is- I got this. Rory is currently with there are Logan. Seven. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm at the beginning of six. Rory is with Logan and she is in the pool house. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys watch Yellowstone? No. No, Josh does. But my mother-in-law loves that show. They That's started the only it. series that I've stuck to like religiously. I love that show, mainly because Rip, holy smokes. Woo! I've seen so many TV shows. It's disgusting. I, have you guys seen Peaky Blinders? I love no, that. No, one. I watched like the first oh. episode of that a long time ago. But they started okay. Yellowstone, Josh and his family did when I was in the middle of edits for just go with it. So there was no television to be watched at that point in my life. And then they got way ahead of me. And then it was just like, nah, another, it's so good. Like nostalgic favorite TV show for me is Veronica Mars because I love Kristen Bell and I love that show so much. I never watched that one. Oh, it's so good. And there's only four seasons. It's on. Did you watch gossip girl? Duh yeah okay okay i did too i love I'm, gossip girl i'm 30 of course i watched gossip girl did you guys i did jules, jules did not did she 
Oh, I did it. It's so good. <laughs> it was before, it, it was before your time, so. I actually, I watched it when I was a senior in college, which was 2017, so. That's another show that I could, I actually just rewatched it last winter, actually. Like, that's one of those shows that I could also turn on and just watch, like, all the way through, so. So, was your favorite Serena or Blair? Serena. Okay, yeah, me too. Somebody I was talking to the other day. She, there's like a couple of seasons in the middle there where she really pisses me off where I want to yeah. strangle her, but I always want to strangle Blair. So yeah, there, but I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, Blair was my favorite character. And I was like, really? I mean, she's like, she's definitely her own person, but I, I love to finish that one either. Can you guys hear Have my you dog's guys barking? Ever watched um, yes. Only Murders in the Building? That's a new show, but it's the one with Selena Gomez in it. It's so good. I haven't watched that either. Really no. I started it last year when I was pregnant and I had like one of those exercise balls um, because I was like 41 weeks pregnant. And so I was like, I've got to get things going. So I would sit there on a bouncing ball for hours. Like I would take the whole day off work to sit on an exercise ball and watch that, like binge watch that show over and over. Like I just, I loved it. And they just came out with the second season. And I haven't watched it yet. I just don't it. watch new shows anymore. Because I don't me neither. either. I read I really way too much do. to pay attention to anything new or I'm writing. So I only do new shows if they're ones where all the episodes come out at once and I watch it all and like in two days and then I go back to reading. Um, but even then I very rarely do that except for house of the dragon. I'm watching that right now week to week and 10 out of 10 recommend, but if it were not game of Thrones, I would not be watching it week to week. That's the thing about like this kind of like the day and age, the digital media day and age that we live in now is that nobody, like most people don't have cable anymore. No. Or so like people like me, I just rewatch a lot of it's comfort too. Like I just rewatch the shows that are comfortable for me, but also like you, I don't like to watch anything that I have to wait a week for an episode. Like I'm not in, in middle school or in high school anymore where I like looking forward to my Thursday night TV shows. I want to be able to just watch them now. Those like are the days. You remember when we used to have to wait week for yes. week? For and it was so I fell with Yellowstone. I but it was, also, it was also That's kind of- was Walking Dead for me. It, it was also kind of fun too, but it's also- It was like, like every night you had a different, one episode of a different TV show that you had to watch. Pretty Little Liars was that for me. Yes, Pretty Little Liars, Degrassi. I didn't finish that. Ooh, Degrassi um, is also a good one. But I did read some of the Pretty Little Liars books and I really liked them. Uh, I love the show, except it got really convoluted after a while and it got kind of hard to, like not hard to follow. That was another show that I did not I know exactly what you're talking about. I waited for Vampire Diaries. The end of that one is stupid as hell too, so. The end of Vampire Diaries was, or Vampire Diaries was one of those that I watched when it was on. But all of these shows that we're listing are shows that I remember watching hard that I never finished. (laughs) I... I used to keep like a tally of sh- of um series that I started and never finished. Like Supernatural is one of those for me, but there's also like 16 seasons of that, and I'm not opposed. That's how I was with Doctor. That was another one I watched too. I'm not opposed to that, but that's a large commitment. Mm-hmm. And I've got to like season 10 or 11, and then I just get bored, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Teen I was Wolf. like Doctor Who. I just could oh, never. I've seen all of Teen Wolf. I love that show. That was one that I watched. I'm trying to think of all the CW shows that were out around that time. One Tree I, Hill is another one that yeah, I've seen I started every, One Tree episode, Hill. every episode of more times than I can count. That's actually my other top three comfort show. So Psych, um, New Girl, and One Tree Hill. I started One Tree Hill, and I don't know how far I got into it, but for some reason, I never picked it back up. It was so good, though. <sighs> and The OC is another one that I absolutely love, too, from like that same time. The OC is a little older than One Tree Hill, but. Hold on. I'm looking up 2000s CW shows. There's so many good ones. So many. Ooh, 90210, the remake is another one that I'm absolutely obsessed with. I watched that one. I watched that. Oh, man. Do you remember Seventh Heaven? Yes. Uh, Arrow, the originals, the 100. Arrow is a good one too. I started that. I watched and never all those. It. Um, I watched Riverdale in college. 
I that's I did not show that I started though never finished yeah I it like took a twist and I didn't love the twist yeah oh heart of Dixie that was one that I watched I love Rachel Bilson so much and she was in the OC so that's why I love her um vampire diaries heart of Dixie I've seen every episode of multiple I actually just Um, rewatched that like this spring so I'm trying to think of Heart of Dixie. I can't remember. I know it's, it's got gone, Rachel but... Bilson in it. I don't know if you know. It's like and a, the girl's like a big lemon. City. Yes, it's a big okay. city doctor that moves to a small town in Alabama. Actually, yeah. you guys watch Virgin River? No, no. I watched the first couple episodes and I couldn't get into it. My sister is into it, and so I made her explain it to me, and I'm like, that doesn't sound like my cup. Well, okay, so I watched the first season of it, but I felt like she is just so dramatic. And there can only be so much dramatic energy all up in here. And that's saying a lot for you. <laughs> I know. Frankly. I think the title of this episode should be a very chaotic review of when in Rome. <laughs> okay, well, so back on when in Rome, can I share my two favorite here? quotes? Oh, yes. yeah, go for it, Kels. Okay. Okay, well, first, this isn't my favorite quote. I just want to know your thoughts on this. So at one point, it's chapter 22. She said, like city girls wearing Carhartt beanies. So like, it's basically pointless. Do you guys wear Carhartt beanies? I'm not a city girl, but yes. I'm also not a city girl, but yes, I wear a Carhartt beanie too. I, I wear when- Carhartt beanies because a Carhartt is an amazing clothing brand. Yes, I love. So I have Carhartt. a Carhartt they're, jacket, a Carhartt beanie. They're warm. My beanies well. are not Carhartt, but they're similar brands like that. Okay, I, I wear beanies. Beanie. But I don't. Too. Yeah, so I see what you're saying. Like I don't wear Carhartt because it's like carhartt like to look cool like a poser i wear carhartt because i love carhartt so yeah well you live in the arctic so i do i live in yeah in the north pole basically josh has a carhartt jacket that his work gave him that he doesn't wear because he's like it's too warm but they're really really warm but it has like his work logo on it they're so i love carhartt jackets i do too i have a purple one it's my favorite it's my favorite winter jacket because it's the best honestly yeah um okay so my next one is from chapter five i went out of order here um no sorry it's chapter 29 and she says i'm so sorry she says i'm so country now i don't hear my own voice in my head it's just reese witherspoon and dolly parton talking in there and that made me chuckle out loud because those are like the two most iconic country women i can think of other than like maybe reba mcintyre yes i agree um, that's all. That's all. oh I love that he calls her pop tart um because she says at one point that when he calls her a pop star with his accent it sounds like he's saying pop tart and he's like no I wouldn't call you that because I actually like pop tarts but then later that's like when they're first meeting and he's still being very grumpy right grumpy sunshine but then later he specifically calls her pop tart and she remembers that he said that and so it's super cute oh i also I, loved all the pancake references because yes. obviously we are the pancakes we are the pancakes honestly um and chapter 31 um she says you're the only man that i wouldn't mind being obsessed with me and he said sorry um i only res- or i reserve my obsessions for flowers pop tart i thought that was That's cute because he's um well, you guys wouldn't have gotten to this part probably, but he's secretly obsessed. Just pretend with like we have yes. read the entire book. Yes. Um, he is secretly obsessed with flowers. He goes to Annie's flower shop and buys flowers every week. And he says he's doing it to be like a patron and support his sister, but her flower shop is doing really well. So she's not like hurting for business, but he said that he just likes the way they make his house smell. So he but I, I, did you realize like once, um he was talking about the tattoo and it was the pie and a bouquet of flowers that that's the sticker that sam made for her oh my gosh no i didn't i read a part talking about his tattoo and i was like oh that's the sticker okay well see here yeah like i said i read this book a long time ago and i just skimmed it huh moving that sticker let me see it oh yeah, that's his tattoo, I think. I mean, that's yeah, what I'm assuming. I think you're right, except in color, which I don't understand why the sticker's not in color. But anyway, moving on. Um, Budgets. Hold on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I feel like Us it's too. probably um, the amount of time that Sam had. Uh, <clears throat> but um, 
Shoot, what was I saying? I don't really. Oh, know. I read this a long. I read this when I first got the ARC of it way back when. I don't spring or summer, um, and then I skimmed it today in preparation for the episode. So I completely forgot about his tattoo until this moment when you guys said that. But now I think the sticker is even cuter because it's his tattoo. What did you guys think about the um, reason for why he had to come home from New York? Because I teared up. To take care of his grandma? Yes. Well. Until you mentioned it, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, same. I think it's sweet, but I also think that his relationship with Merritt clearly wasn't working, so. Oh, oh, early on. Yeah, why he had to leave his, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I remember. So I kept wondering, like, why did he have to come home other than the reason of his, you know, relationship just crumbling? What was the other reason? And when it finally was revealed that his grandmother had Alzheimer's disease, I did a little bit. Um, it, that really gave me, uh, CC energy when she takes, um, Schmidt to go visit her grandma in the nursing home. Yes. I love that scene so much. And when she take, or when he takes Amelia to go visit his grandmother, I thought that was so cute. Oh, I really loved the makeout scene in the pond or the river oh, yeah. or whatever it is. That was really cute. I'll read it eventually, you guys. So it's, I kept thinking it's fairly about- middle. It's not it's not super far in. Well, I'm only about- 64 pages. So sorry, Kelsey. No, it's okay. Um Oh, I kept thinking about how we pushed her into this pond. And we used to have a pond, like a community pond where my parents lived. And it's a nasty pond and it's stagnant, but we used to go fish it all the time. And um, you couldn't swim in it because it's so disgusting. And she said something about how her feet hit like the sandy bottom. And I was like, are you sure that it wasn't muddy? (laughs) I did not think about that. Um, But he, they, they're in the pond and they start making out and then he rips her shirt off in the pond but then she stops it. Why is a makeout involving water just the so hottest, much the like hottest thing ever? Something what? about it. I don't like, know. What do you it. say, Kelsey? She wraps her legs around him. I'm yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. She does do that. And then he takes her shirt off and then she's so like, hot. oh shit, we can't go any further than this because um, I'm leaving. <laughs> Peace out. It's so like makeouts involving water are just well actually give me every time we'll cut this out of the podcast too but in her first nashville book what is that one is that the off-limits rule or is that the other series the off-limits rule don't ask me how i knew that um what is his name starts with lucy and something either way they make out in the pool and that, so that when I read that, that was where I got the very first for idea. Wesson Law. Yeah, for Wes and Law. I was like, I, don't I love know that. What's going to happen in this book? I was like, but I want them to make out in the pool because I was like, that is so damn hot. And so I. It is. Yeah. So that was where I got the first idea for that. We'll have to. That's that like a weird, really niche, tropey type thing that I'm absolute trash for is mm-hmm. makeouts involving water. That well, and you know, claim. I, I wanted them to make out in the pool. Happens in baggage claim. Yes. Yes. Oh, like a hot yeah. tub. Damn. I was just thinking that I don't have any makeouts involving water. And then I realized that I have a whole you, entire you hot, whole hot tub. Have you have a sex scene that, that starts in a hot tub. Woo. Mm-hmm. Look at me go. Yeah, <laughs> no, it starts, it starts and ends in the hot tub. I actually sent it to you guys. His name is Cooper. That one scene. In the off limits rule. His name is Cooper. Was that what you sent to us earlier? No, that's not what I sent earlier, but I sent y'all like months ago. And then you guys didn't read it. It's, okay. it's lost forever, Jules. We apologize. Yes, well, I knew that I wanted them to make out in the pool. And then I was like, you know what? I want this to mirror something that happened to them a long time ago. And I was like, you know what? They'll make out in a lake too. Can Perfect. never have too many water makeout scenes. No. I'm surprised I haven't written like a shower sex scene yet, quite frankly. Yeah, you should do that next. Would you rather be in charge of deciding how your favorite series ends or how your favorite author's next book starts? 
Um, I wow. think how it ends. Actually, no, I'm going to um, say how it starts. How it starts. I, I trust the author to come up with something good for how it ends. Yeah. She knows I, how I'm it also going to say how it starts because how I starts. love like the suspense and wanting yeah. to know exactly. That's exactly and what I And if I, I know how say. it ends, I'm not going to finish it. Yeah, I don't want to know how it ends. Like, I want to be destroyed and surprised. I'm thinking mm-hmm. fantasy here. But, yeah, I think I, I'm thinking fantasy here because, you know, in romance, there's not really, like, a ton of suspense in romance novels. You know what I mean? Because each – I'm thinking, like, Bromance Book Club or the Bergman Brothers where, yeah, you you, you see the same characters – over and over again but you already like the two characters you know how their book ends you know they get their happily ever after and then you just see it grow their relationship grow after the fact so thinking of fantasy here if it came down to sjm came to me and was like amanda i need you to either decide how akatar starts or how Throne of Glass ends, I would be like, well, yeah, I'm choosing how Akatar starts because I could not come up with anything better than she could for how Throne of Glass ends. So agreed. Um, favorite series ends for sure. Wow. Definitely. We all went the other way. Yeah. No, I wanna I wanted to pick how it ends. I'm just too much of a control freak. I just I I, I gotta make sure it ends. This I like way. being surprised because I feel like there are just so few surprises in life. Yes. Okay, can I do mine? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Would you rather crack the spine of a paperback book or ruin a hardcover's dust jacket? That was mine. Crack that spine. I win. (laughs) I literally, I have it typed in our messages so that way I wouldn't forget. I took a screenshot of it. Um, I I would rather crack the spine. I like to break a book down. Like I want it to be like, like when I know a book, front to back and it is like like love in other words my copy of love in other words is a hot mess because it's got like notes and the spine is cracked and there's it's dog-eared and it looks a mess and I know people hate that but I like it because it's just well loved it's a sweet little book see I would prefer to ruin the dust jacket of a hardcover because then at least the book is still in good shape I can't like I take very 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 good care of my books so I can't like that physically pains me thinking about cracking the spine of a paperback. Like I am physically cringing right now. So that's where I stand. Jules, you go. I'm still trying to find one. Cause I stole it. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to find something. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I want to think of one off the top of my head. I want to be creative. Hold on. Where's the fun in that? Okay. Mine's not a hard one. Mine's pretty easy or not easy, but it's not like a, oh, I can't decide. Um, would you rather read um, a series or a standalone? Series. Series. Series for sure. Absolutely. Even if the books in the series are not the best, when they're series that connect so well, I'm like, this is my favorite book so of all funny time. Because all of your books so far that you've written are standalone. Are standalones. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but next year that will change. That's why I love, like, I love writing characters that I've already introduced in previous books too, because mm-hmm. it's like, even know though, them so well. yeah, even though it's a different, like it's following a different couple, they're still like, I'm still in that world. And I love that so much. And we, we talk about this every episode, but Susan Elizabeth Phillips is one of my biggest influences as a writer. And she is that that type of writer where she can interconnects all of her books. Like you see previous characters in all of her subsequent books and I love it so much. And so I've always wanted to be that kind of writer and now I am. So, um, harder question. Would you rather read like a standalone series where each like couple has their own book or would you rather read a series where it's like the same point of view in every book. standalone series standalone sure. series also I would prefer standalone series in contemporary romance but if I'm going to be reading fantasy I want same same yeah Me too. That's fair. And I don't read much fantasy but I completely agree yeah like I like silver flames and how it's 
different. And I like that she's going to be doing like standalone series from here on out, but I will miss having multiple books in the same. In Farrah and Rhysand's POV. Yeah. 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 Um, And like with Throne of Glass and things, I liked that it was. I loved the number. I lo- yeah, it's mainly her story, but I loved the number of points of view you get. Yes. Like I love- And I like that about Crescent City. Yeah. How you yeah. get multiple. Especially like with the second one, she adds yes. so many to it. And I loved that so much. But well, yeah, I love getting like Rune's point of view and Hunt and Bryce and Akatar is Ethan. just Feyre's point of view, right? Yeah. And then the rest are Wait, no, 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 no. They all, they're they, all of them. are just like, it all is until the end, right? You sprinkles of resand in. Yeah. Akamath and Akawar, but then mostly Farah. Yeah. So that and was also. Throne of Glass is, it starts. Well, is the first Throne of Glass, is it multiple POV? Is it just Selena? I think it's just Selena. And then it adds more. I think that's what I'm going to confuse. Yeah. But and then I really Crescent that. City is just. Bryce is right. No, it's Bryce and Bryce and Hunt. Yeah. And then House of Sky and Breath is Is Rune and Ethan. And I loved having Rune's point of view. I love Rune so so much. I need a book just strictly about Rune badly. I, I, so when I discovered SJM, it was February of this year. Um, and House of Sky and Breath had just come out. And I didn't realize that series was not done. I did not realize that that book had just come out and it would be a very long time before another book came out. I had no idea. I went into this so blind. But I remember seeing so many people post about how they loved Rune. And I read Crescent City and I was like, why are people, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why people like Rune so much. He's given me absolutely nothing to go off of. And then I read House of Sky and Breath and I was like, I get it I get why people love rune no especially the runes opening chapter is yeah I was like I was iffy on that oh I love it I thought it was a fine scene but I just thought it was a it wasn't my favorite as an opener okay that's fair because I was just like oh wow we're just getting right right in literally right into it well we had no other like really context of him at all um, and so I was like, I barely even know this character. Except for that. Boy. He's like a brat boy, basically. Yeah. And this is how we're opening up with him. So I, I didn't it. dislike it by any means. I'm really like, excited. Oh, this is Rune. I'm really also, excited to see the frat boys relationships in book three, especially based on how CC2 ended, where uh-huh. Rune ended up, like how, how that's going to play out. I want like of all the friends, but like Ethan moving into the house with them and stuff, I think is going to be so fun. Didn't I send you the video mm-hmm. where she was yeah, like, I'm only contracted for three books, but I will say there are four houses. Yes. Um, and I I've think been... she's planning to go further than that. I think so too, because she has so many characters. Yeah. I look uh, like she kind of alluded to that, but, um, oh, I was going to go back to Rune's opening scene. Jules has to say something. Oh, I was just gonna say, can I do my would you rather? Yes. yes. I feel out of place with all this SJM talk. I just, uh, I, I Mads know. and I get on tangents sometimes. I well, I was sorry. just gonna say one thing that the only thing I didn't really like about Rune's thing was I didn't like all the hair that was mentioned in the feet. Fair. That it were hooves. Fair. Okay, go ahead, Jules. Would you rather listen to your favorite book as an audiobook narrated by the worst narrator or never read it again? That's so tough for me. Those are my only options. Yeah, it's hard because if it's if it's read by a narrator that I hate, it will ruin it. 100%. It really ruin it. I think but I would I never read my favorite book again. I think I would rather never read it again than have to listen to a shitty narrator. Me too. It ruins it. Um, I would choose never read it again because I'm already so picky about my audiobooks that if I had to listen to my favorite book by a terrible narrator, it would just really ruin it for me. Yep, that's how I feel too. Well, Kelsey and Juliana got off here because they had to go 
do other life things, but Amanda and I just had a really good time chatting with Kathy Bates about Sarah J. Moss for the last half hour. She also had to get off. Um, we forgot to have her say her name and say hi to you all, but um, I can't believe we forgot that, but I know it was crazy. She just called us up and she wanted to chat. Um, but next week on the pod, we are going to be talking about all of our favorite Halloween spooky reads. We're very excited. We're all going to be, it's going to be a free for all episode where we're talking about, um, where we're all going to read a different book and talk about it. Um, and we still have not for sure picked what we're reading. Yeah. I was going to say, none of us have any idea. Except for Kelsey. Exactly. Kelsey knows. Yeah. Um, Kelsey knows what she's doing, but I'm between a couple. Madison's between a couple. Jules has no idea what she's doing yet. Yeah, so no. Jules is going to text us like the day of and be like, are we recording today? I need to read a spooky book. And she'll try to squeeze it in and she won't be able to, but it's totally fine. It's going to yeah. be chaos. So we hope you're ready for the chaos. Think like the, the indie hype episode. I think our chaos episodes movies. are the ones that people like best. Yeah. So. Cause we're hilarious, quite frankly. Yes, obviously. That's what Kathy had to say. Yeah. Kathy loves our, our pod. She thinks we are hysterical. She's been absolutely enjoying every single episode we've put out. So we hope you guys are as well. Yeah. Um, she's a big fan. She thinks that everyone should listen to it. Um, and she's actually going to be sponsoring us pretty soon too. So we're really excited to work with her on yeah. that. Can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait to share more of that. Keep that your is- ears puckered. Keep your ears puckered. And um, if you haven't already, please go ahead and rate and review us on your preferred platform. We would appreciate that. We currently have, the last time I checked, we currently have seven ratings on apple Podcasts, and all of them are five stars so if you rated oh, yeah. us we appreciate you Thank i you so for much. sure said that we had no ratings on apple and then i looked and we had like seven yeah we we have seven they're all five stars so we appreciate you all so much um also make sure you go follow us on instagram at he's and heartbreaks.pod we would greatly appreciate that we've got bonus content over there we've recently started doing giveaways which behind is behind the fun. scenes stuff yeah, excuse me, behind the scenes, <laughs> not bonus content. Jeez. Um, also, we're on Twitter, and that is at HEA's Heartbreak because Twitter, I could only have like a finite number of characters, and we had to really, really struggle to get something that worked. But Madison and I are also on Twitter. So if you want to go find us, you can. We're there. We promise. We are also on TikTok at HEA's and Heartbreaks.pod. I don't use TikTok, so I would know nothing about that, but. I am in charge of our TikTok and I forgot that we <laughs> <laughs> feels really on brand really for us. If you don't know us already, you should know that we're all pure chaos. So anyway, um, we're super excited for next week's episode and we will see you next time. Heartbreakers. Shoot. Yeah, boy.